Welcome to Old Town New World. We're here at uh, Millstone Pizza in Old Town Rock Hill, South Carolina. And I'm Jason Broadwater, and we're going to talk about the ever-changing world of Small Town USA. who has come to visit us from Charlotte. But before I mention our guest, let me say, as always, we have with us the ever-wise, ever-present behind the mic, Micah, Silent Micah, say hello. Very well said, very well said. Um, joining us today from Charlotte is a lady named Stephanie. And Stephanie, help me with your last name, Haviv? Haviv. Haviv. We gotta, we gotta, I need to learn the origin of this name. It's gonna have to be part of what we talk about. Oh, great. Uh, my husband's Israeli, so it's an Israeli last name, yeah. Perfect. So is, is he, uh, he's Israeli just long-term way back, or he came over from Israel? Yeah, he came over his... from Israel in 2007. Oh, that's great. Okay, very cool. Okay, and y'all live in Charlotte? Mm-hmm. What part of Charlotte? In the... uh, we live in East Charlotte. That's a revitalizing area, right? It's definitely. So, so uh, I know I, I mentioned earlier when we were talking uh, Scott Wishart's uh, record store. Yeah. Lunchbox. Lunchbox Records. Yeah, we used to, I uh, had a band that we would play there sometimes. Does he still have shows no there? Do you know? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Now it's Snug Harbor, like right across oh, the street, you know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, we would play, like all the lights would be on and people would be standing among the record boxes <laughs> and we'd play. Of course, there was only like five people at our shows anyway, so it didn't matter. And your, your husband's a musician. Yeah, he's a, he's a bass player. Oh, okay, very cool. Everybody needs a good, good bass player. You know, Silent Mike is a bass player. What do you think about that, Micah? Nice, nice. <laughs> I agree with you completely. Um, so you yourself are not a musician, or are you? Not? No, I mean, no, I don't. Let's just go with no. Let's go with no. I'll stop there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you are an artist. You're. A, would you say photography is your first art? Yes. I so, mean, I like to dabble with a lot of different mediums, but photography is the one that I feel comfortable with showing to the public. So that's the one. How did you start taking pictures? I've always had a camera. I mean, with me wherever I go. I've traveled a lot and. Only recently have I done it for money, so. <laughs> so did you um, did you do any schooling around photography? Um, actually, no. I have a degree in sociology and a degree in Italian. Oh wow! So, so Italian sociology. You can, yeah. Or can you combine those? Is that that work? <laughs> um, so. Um, <laughs> I'm self-taught. I guess you can say I'm self-taught. I worked for a studio in Charlotte for four years oh, as a second shooter, and they basically like. They were so sweet. It's indigo photography. They took me in, kind of taught me everything, but paid me while they were doing it. Um, so did weddings with them for the last four years. Just left their studio to kind of go off on my own. Well, you know, that's awesome because I know that we, in my company, we bring in... Um, I'm good. Thank you very much. When we bring in uh, folks to work with us, uh, we very much do it understanding that they're going to come in and they're going to learn a lot while they're there and they're going to help us solve a lot of problems and we're all going to benefit and then who knows what's going to happen. Right. Like if you hire with the idea that you're hiring attitude and not just a skill set, you're hiring someone who's like dying to learn, like driven, then you're going to you're going to end up with a good crew. You know, I totally agree with that. I would I would nuance that by saying that they have part of that attitude has to be a passion for the skill set. Because they can't just have a good attitude, but then not really be passionate about the skill set. Because it's like, well, I like you a lot, but I don't really know what you can do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that passion for skill set. So you must have had a passion for photography. I mean, I did, but I won't lie. The first wedding that I showed up to, 
she kept telling me things about aperture and shutter speed and I just kept nodding my head and I was like, I know what those things are, I just don't know how to change them on my right. camera. So I'm just gonna nod and be like, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. And then I'd go home and like do all my research and, and draw little charts and, and, just, and then they would bring me in for critiques after every wedding and walk me through everything. This is what your settings need to be. This is uh, how you need to improve. There's no better training than that. No, you I have, have better training. Absolute best. Because so. you're not only learning the craft and theory of photography, but you're learning how to deal with real people, how to deal yeah. with the, with failure. Critiques are horrible. I mean, I remember yeah. one time um, I turned in a edit, and a, uh, the overseer pulled me in and basically said, "What the what the? Right. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what is this, Stephanie?" And I was like, "Um." Tell me more about what yeah, I could do better. And you know, and I walked out there without crying like I would have done when I was a teenager. Right, yeah, exactly. yeah. So yeah, you gotta deal with criticism when you're in the art world or any world really. You have to I mean if you have a productive organization, you need to be able to say, This is not the expectation this doesn't mean the expectation at all. People need to be able to hear that. Right, exactly. Uh, so 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 backing up a little bit here, where are those degrees from? Uh, I went to UNC Chapel Hill. Oh, okay. Very cool. Carolina. So are you from North Carolina? Yeah, I grew up in Charlotte. Um, I was born in New Jersey, but we're transplanted Yankees in Charlotte and went to middle school and high school here, college in Chapel Hill. I moved to New York for a little bit after college, which is where I met my husband. Oh, great. And then y'all moved back down here? Yeah, we got, um, got married, Got he got his green card, then we got pregnant, and then I was like, I don't want to have kids. And, New York City, so we moved back down to Charlotte. Yeah, I, my wife and I um, got married. We were living in Asheville, had kids, and then we decided to move back to. Um, we just wanted to raise them around their their grandparents. Yeah, you know? that's what I wanted to. I mean, obviously they have grandparents in Israel, but my parents are here in Charlotte. Yeah, or actually Richfield. It's an hour outside of Charlotte. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, do you, have y'all made it to Israel since they've been? Because they're what five uh, so and two, you said. Almost five and almost two, yeah. Once when my oldest son, Dove, was four months old, we went. And then we're actually going again. We fly out on September 11th. Oh my gosh, wow. So, <laughs> I figure it's going to be a really safe day to fly. It'll, it'll be fine. So we'll be gone for three weeks. We'll be in Jerusalem. That's amazing. That's great. So, so he, he has a good, I guess, I mean, y'all all have a good relationship with all that crowd, everybody yeah, talks. And, with his family? Yeah, with his family. Yeah, and yeah most of his family members speak English, um, except for his father, so I, right. I'm learning Hebrew, but it's very difficult. <laughs> um, yeah, the only, only language I really know besides English is Pig Latin, but, uh, yeah, but I've tried Spanish and French, <laughs> but uh, it, it's hard. Drunkenese, actually, uh, occasionally, yeah. But um, okay, so you got your degrees at, uh, at Chapel Hill, yeah. And um, then you 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 were in New York. So I've always, uh, while I was in school, I was I waited tables, which is a kind of good job if you want to travel. And so I was like, all right, well I'm gonna bartend in New York. So I lied on my resume and said I'd been bartending while I was in college. Got, got a job like the first day I moved to New York at a bar in Soho and bartended there for two years and met my husband. I had to figure it out on the job. Yeah. This is a theme, recurring theme I think we've hit uh, on. It's a fake it till you make it yeah, theme. Exactly. And I'm a full believer in that. If you have confidence, you can do anything. It's amazing. If you're just willing to like try. Yeah. 
Because some of people will be like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. And it's right. like, well, just, don't just be do something. Just pretend like you know, and you'll figure it out. If you're good at good at problem solver, I mean, we're humans. We have great brains. We just have to know how to use them. Problem solving is the key. Yeah. That's really what you need more than anything when you hire somebody right. to p- solve that problem. Yeah. Challenges. Absolutely. And they can't be scared of the challenges. Yeah. So where does that come from? I mean, is that like... Because I, I have that too. I mean, where does, is that modeling? Is that you learn that in school? Is it just innate in your personality? I, mean, I think it's probably going to be a combination of all those things. I mean, I watched my parents do it. Neither of them had college degrees, and I watched them like climb the ladder and the, the companies they worked for just because they had confidence and they wanted to prove themselves. So it's a little bit of everything. I'm actually I've been invited to speak to um, some young people from elementary school to high school who are being celebrated for successes that they have achieved tomorrow night and um, that strikes a chord with me. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to say, you know. Yeah, I think at, at a young age you probably don't want to say fake it till you make no, it. No, I don't mean that phrase. But, <laughs> but the, I, mean, I mean the idea that you would, that problem solving is really what's important. If you're willing to try to solve the problem, to take on responsibility and say, well, I don't know, let me have it. I'll try to fake it, figure it out, you know. I think that goes along. Well, I think it, at an elementary level, you can just say to believe in yourself, to not to not run away from problems and things that can be confusing, and know how to ask for help. And, yeah. Yeah, that's a key, man. Well, over at our those are skills. Like, yeah. I mean, over at our office, we have developers sometimes who will spend all day on a problem that another developer could have solved for them from five minutes. It's like, dude, <laughs> why didn't you ask, man? You know, we're all here. You know, it's just part of it, I guess. Yeah. So you are doing um, photography professionally. So you do, uh, do you still do weddings? So I just left um, the wedding studio that I kind of learned at. So now I'm doing weddings on my own. Um, So yeah, I just booked one in October and I booked two more next year. So I'm really excited to do weddings on my own. Yeah, for sure. So you do uh, family portraits? I do a lot of corporate events. Uh, I do a lot of food photography. That's kind of my bread and butter because I worked in restaurants so much that um, if you're like a restaurant or just local business trying to like promote yourselves with great images, like I really love to help with that kind of stuff, Uh, especially restaurants, especially food photography. They need it, man. And it's amazing. I mean, you know, we build over Revenflow, we build a lot of websites for a lot of companies. And I, I tell folks all the time, you can't build a, a meaningful, attractive website without high-quality photography. You just yeah, even, cannot do even it. Even if you're taking a, a high-res image and you're fading it so that it's your background image, right. it still needs to be a quality image. Yeah, you've got to have a good picture, to. man. It's, it's almost impossible to make a website where they'll always be like, well, just use these pictures. And they come back and look, and they're like, ah, I'm not real pleased with the website. I'm like, because the photographs are terrible. That's why you're not pleased. You don't. These aren't good pictures. You know what I mean? No, so what are you going to do? Totally know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I know. I just got a new a new client this week um, that I'm excited to work with because I went to their website and I'm like, yeah, I, I see what you mean. You need yeah. some help. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, not to say anything negative about them. But. No, of course. Yeah. And I mean, that's not their job, or, or they no, would. I mean, I mean they're not photographers. They're not. Fabulous good. plates of food. Exactly. exactly. And they, they need the website to match that quality. Yeah. You know? It's, it's funny how. A creative activity like you know I came up writing my degrees are in writing creative writing so it's funny how a creative activity like uh, taking pictures because they're uh, 
intellectually compelling or pretty or whatever, writing stories because they're funny or fascinating or whatever, turns into a commercial practice because now, especially with the internet, there's so much content and media that is in demand that those are all, there's a lot of work out there. Yeah, it's fast. And I'm turning over images faster than I think. I mean, I've got, right now I have like a two-week turnaround time. Sometimes it's a 24-hour turnaround time. Some, a lot of clients ask me to write that into the contract because they're they're wanting images to go out that night. If, if it's a specific event, it's going out that night. If it's a specific dish, it's got to go out that week with their social media. So, I, yeah, it's digital. It's not film. I don't have to take it to um, a developer and then they wait for the photographs. No, this is... And they're on Instagram. They're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're on Pinterest. They need images constantly. So... They do, and, and you're right, and so it does. And so I think what people have to appreciate and are coming to appreciate is that, therefore, what you're paying for is a skilled person to spend their time working on your stuff, and that's expensive. But it can be because there's opportunity costs. Like eventually, you know, everybody that is successful in doing this thing gets to a place where they're like, is this a good use of my time? I know I'm getting paid to do this, but like I could be doing this over here and it would have a larger end result for me, you know, financially or whatever, instead of sitting here and color correcting these 890 photos by nine o'clock tonight. At that point, you know, you might have employees, you might have interns, you know, whatever. Um, but my point is, is that the client is approaching a marketplace that is like a spectrum of where are people with their skills, talent, experience, and availability where you can pay them for their time to get what you need and what does that ultimately cost? It's really all about skilled labor. It is, um, but what I try to do is establish relationships in the long run. That's kind of what I'm working on right now. That's why I have that relationship with Amelie's. Like, so I do all of their social media. I do their website. Right now they have 12,000 followers on Twitter, um, 40,000 on Facebook. Uh, Instagram just hit over 5,000 and those the amount of content that I'm supposed to create is so insane I actually subcontracted another photographer at the Atlanta store to kind of help me bring in more Atlanta forward images had Atlanta store. Yeah, there's well there's four stores now there'll be five in October so there's two in Charlotte there's Rock Hill in Atlanta yes correct and there'll be a third one that's opening in uptown October. So there's a lot of content that we have to create. Oh, yeah. you know, we That's also, the deal, man. Content creation. Right. Yeah. When we're also oh, running a blog that yeah, I'm yeah. in charge of writing, <laughs> maybe you could give me some pointers. Yeah, right. No, I hear you. <laughs> and again, the blog is about generating content. Right. It's you know, reflecting the brand, making yeah. it personal, connecting, engaging. That's what it has it to be. It's so easy, too easy to fall into the trap of, like, okay, our job is to create content. So let's just create some, you know, crappy content and throw it on the internet. But we all know... It needs to be something that people want to share. Right. It has to be something that's of meaning to somebody. It's meaningful and quality. And to really sit down and create quality content takes time, you know? And experience and, and skill. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, the world is changing in that regard, you know? I mean, you used to think about, like, I think about like how a marketing committee, thank you, would meet for uh, six months to approve a billboard. Well, it's like Mad Men, you know? Yeah, do, you, do you just sit there and watch Mad Men and go, gosh, you guys, 
the art there's an art department that has like you know a month to work, or work on something yeah. like to, to propose to a brand yeah. and, and then and then they're, it's gonna go live for a year and a half like for Amelie's, I'm creating basically every picture that goes out on Instagram that has a tagline is essentially a new ad campaign every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. <laughs> it's insane, but it's fun. It's just a little, sometimes I feel a little brain dead. But the speed of it, the speed of it really puts into question, I mean, you can't, yeah, you can't perform at crazy high levels all day long, every day, all the time with insane output. I mean, it, it burns people out. So you have to build an organization around trying to deliver that type of stuff. I, and, and I think that there's, a, there's an adjustment coming in the marketplace where people are starting to realize that everybody's been like, oh, the internet's cheap, man. It's not, actually. To do it well. Yeah. To do it well, like you really, yeah. You need someone who has the skills and the uh, visual aesthetic combined with like writing skills, all of that is, you know, and they have to reflect your personality. Those are sought after skills. I mean, we look for photographers and writers, and you know, at Revenflow, we're I'm always hunting developers and anybody with those skill sets because you know we got people that want to hire us, and I'm saying, well, I can't get that done fast enough because I got to put the team together to do it. You know, that's super hard right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you ever work with any agencies? I haven't before. No. Job interview now, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I know that's actually how we met. I um, contacted you because yeah. we were looking at, yeah, on LinkedIn. I mean, yeah, that's where I found you. Contacted you because we were looking at needing some help with social media. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's the way I meet a lot of uh, folks these days, creative folks, and it never fails. Like you know, you're in, a, you're a photographer. Your husband's a musician. Like it never fails. They're tied into the cultural fabric of kind of the artist creative culture you know what I mean like they're doing it commercially but then they're tied into the social side of that too you know so that's neat D did your husband's band play in Charlotte um so he's a hired gun I wouldn't say he like, like claims residency in any particular band right now he's playing in one called 50 watt freight train which is like a hard rock band they play in Charlotte but all over actually all from York. So what? I live in York. That's where he practices. Really? In York? Yeah. What do you play? I play the guitar and drums and stuff. I mostly play guitars and bands. They're looking for a guitarist for a Red Hot Chili Peppers cover band. Oh, not me, man. <laughs> Absolutely not me. They, they could do better than me, I guarantee you that. Yeah. So, who, who in York is he the band with? I mean, the lead singer from 50 Watt Freight Train, I believe, runs the uh, practice space out there. So. I won't put you on the spot anymore. Yeah, I already did. He also um, plays in a jazz band in Matthews. Uh, teaches drums, guitar, and bass at the Matthews School. It's called House, the House That Rocks. So works with kids. Yeah. So he's piecing together a career from music. And you're doing the same thing with photography uh, and social media. Yeah. Very cool. We're completely independent, so it's lovely. And we, with our two kids, we have this like, it's like we're dancing every day with these schedules. Like, okay, well I've got this and you've got that and I'll get the kids here and you get them there. And you know, somehow it works out. You know, it's interesting when your schedule is not a set schedule. Instead, it's all about when you set a meeting here, when you can work on this, when you can do. When I've got a deadline.
online. Yeah, right. I'm working at all sorts of hours at all sorts of different places. I've already been to all three Amelie's in this area today. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know, it's um, there's a lot of freedom in that, but the, but that freedom only exists because of responsibility. Like, if you didn't deliver, then that freedom would go away real fast. If I wasn't doing my job and turning in the work that I'm supposed to turn in, like, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't have it. So it's, it's that that's luxury, things, but... That's one thing I'm going to talk to the kids about tomorrow night, is to say that yeah. it's responsibility that leads to the freedom that you desire. Yeah. Reward. A reward system. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. So what else? Um, are there any exciting projects that you uh, want to share or anything you want to work on that you want to put out in the universe that somebody might call you up and say, hey, I need your help with this? Uh, well, I just did my first like big styled shoot like involving five models and like six different wedding vendors. So we worked with um, Whimsical Rose, who does vintage china, uh, Jimmy Bloom Squirrels, who's a florist, Beautiful Idiot Clothing, they do um, like uh, kimonos and bow ties for weddings. A uh, few others um, put that together, just edited it, submitted it to like a national blog. I'm hoping to get that published. Um, and I'd like to schedule another styled shoot here soon. So if there's any wedding vendors out there that are interested in doing something like that, I'm trying to promote myself more in the weddings category since since I just left that other studio and I'm going out on my own. I definitely would like to book at least one wedding a month. Yeah. And I don't want to do it, I don't want to do the bridal showcases. I'd rather do it like the organic way by, and the, when you do a styled shoot, you're getting to know the other people in the industry and you're giving them marketing material, and which in turn helps to market you. And But at the same time, you're creating relationships and that's kind of the way I want to promote myself. So that's so what I'm working on right now. The <laughs> style shoot, like what, I mean, did you have a studio or how, so how does this work? Actually, you remember, um, you, so have you been to the Amelie's in Noda? No. Okay, so behind there is an abandoned theater called, it used to be called Carolina Actors Studio Theater. Um, it's completely empty, but because of my connections at Amelie's, I called the property manager and was like, hey, we're going to do a photo shoot in there. Is that cool? Give me the key, like blah, blah, blah. And they gave me the key. So we got the key, moved in a bunch of furniture, hung a bunch of lighting, um, brought in a makeup artist, uh, lovely by Patrice, I should probably mention her. <laughs> uh, brought in a bunch of other stuff. I built this whole set like that I had sketched out with like a little seating area, a huge dining room, columns on, on each side of the dining table, um, everything else. And then the models were local musicians and um, artists and people in the neighborhood. That They weren't models, they were just people that looked like your normal Charlotte people. Yeah. Um, and it turned out beautifully. Like, And my dog was in it too, which is awesome. <laughs> so you say you hope to get this published somewhere. Did it turn out to be a piece of content, like an article laid out, like I, a magazine? What I want it to end up being is a blog. Gonna go on my personal blog. It'll go on the Amelie's blog. But initially, when you're trying to get something a little with a little more recognition, you're gonna submit it to a national blog. So I submitted it to Green Wedding Shoes. Um, not sure if you're familiar, but it's a pretty big um, weddings blog. So even if they only share one out of the 60 images I gave them, that'd be great. If not, 
then that's fine. We have a ton of material to put on my blog, Omni's blog. All the different vendors have blogs, and they all run social media. So there's all these you know, images out there with my name attached to it, and so that's how I'm marketing myself. Smart, very smart, wise, I would say, because you. I, I tell people all the time, man. Like, because a lot of people approach me and they they ask if we have like you know jobs at Revenflow and they want to know if I have any advice or can hook them up with anybody else. Whatever. And I always say, just go do it. Like, don't wait till somebody gives you permission or decides to pay you to do it. They're gonna hire you because you're already doing it. So whatever it is, you have to be like stupidly driven to the point where you're just like working because like it. It's a dream. You have to realize it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Just do it. They'll see you do it, and they'll hire you to do it for them. You know. So I, I, I kudos to you for uh, putting that type of creative investment into yeah. doing a project. Yeah, I'm trying to get my name out there a little bit more in Charlotte, um, in a different way. <laughs> so, we'll see. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's yeah. been fun. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I know you had the chance to mention some of your uh, folks that you've partnered with, vendors and stuff on these shoots and whatnot. Um, you, you probably want to mention, let's mention your uh, photography website. Oh, yeah. It's just uh, www.stephanie, it's S T E F A N I E, Haviv, H A V I V, dot com. Okay, very cool. And that's where if people are interested in your photography services, they would go. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Very cool. And um, is there anything else you'd want to mention in terms of giving anybody a shout out? Or I know obviously I put you on the spot here, but oh no, I don't know. Um, uh, thank you, Jason Stillwater, so much for actually. Yeah, that's very close. I'm broad sorry. bodies of water are usually very still. Very sorry. Like the yeah. broad river. That's yeah. all I remember you. You're very welcome. Uh, any last words behind the mic, Micah? All right. Good job. Good job, Micah. Let's take a moment to thank Micah. Good job, Micah. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you next week on Old Town, New World.